Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Phil Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Phil Iazetta. Joining us right now on the hotline, a man who I have been following for as long as I can remember watching SNL. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, he's done it all. Dana Carvey. Now, I have a million things to talk to you about. (laughs) First of all, is there a little part of you that wishes that you were still a cast member of SNL with all the craziness going on this year? (laughs) That's funny. Well, um, it is kind of where we go to watch this kind of stuff. Although now there's so many outlets, it's interesting to me that Fallon's kind of launched his own Trump thing and he had a cardboard cut out of Christie and then SNL did their Trump thing and they had Bobby Moynihan play Christie. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's kind of body type too. Like I was perfect for Perot being pencil necked and kind of tiny. Kind of finish on time, finish on time. I mean, that was the first, that was the first Trump, a billionaire with all the answers. Right. What we're going to do is we're going to combine the Department of Motor Vehicles with healthcare. Hell, they already got an eye test. You remember him, <laughs> folks? For people over fifty, for ten, Bob. I'm, um, I'm telling you, I thought Ross Perot was was great, but this year, I mean, can you think of anything better though? Ben Carson is a character. This guy Ted Cruz is like a Muppet. I mean, I, I could just see you doing everybody. You know, we're doing fabulous. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. I will be so good with things that I'm good at. I know these people, <laughs> so he has. You know, Trump has upended everything. Um, you know, I, I do them all. I do, um, I do Bernie. <laughs> oh no! But they brought in Larry David. It's interesting on SNL. They brought in Larry David, who, who looks and has the same kind of voice. Um, you know, and then they they brought uh, Daryl Hammond back to yes. do Trump. You know what I mean? Yep. I, it, it's amazing to me. Everyone always wants to talk to you about SNL. Is it one of those things? Yeah, you've done the movies and everything, but SNL just, that was so perfect. It was right in your wheelhouse. Is, is that how you feel about it? Well, yeah, I'm sure that uh, everyone who's been on it, even people with gigantic movie careers, they always go back to SNL, you know, and ask them questions about it. I mean, there's no way around it because it's still going. Right. It's, it's very cool to be part of that legacy. But, yeah, I totally understand it. And uh, people ask me, oh, you want to like the old characters? And I says, no, no, no. The only thing worse than having, you know, greatest hits is not having greatest hits. So, I mean, it, it's kind of cool that, that those things still resonate with people. So I'm happy to, to throw them out there. And, you know, what can you say? I mean, time marches on for everybody. But I think SNL is for the, the new cast and those young people. Well, and time, then time marches on. Leaving soon, time you know? marches on, Dana. But I mean, when you were part of that cast, and I still—I don't know if it's because I was growing up in that in that period of time—and to me, I would much rather stay home and watch you and Mike Myers and Phil Hartman and those guys than just go out and you know do what teenagers do. Is, is it possibly because you guys were such good friends? I mean, you watch you and Dennis Miller the way you guys interact, and Kevin Nealon. It just seems—it just seems like you guys are just best friends, legitimately. Well, we, it was us against the world. I mean, you know, when I first did Saturday Night Live, my very first night on Saturday Night Live, I mean, two two months before I was playing a pizza parlor in Martinez, California. True story. So when I got on SNL, that's the first time I'd ever done sketch comedy in my life. I didn't even know I was in the cold opening, wow. you know. Right. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And we had such a small cast that I think we kind of bonded. And also, this was pre-Web and 
almost cable TV. And so it, the force of it was so the impact was really great initially, you know, because we were, you know, there just wasn't much else to do. My kids would never watch Saturday Night Live. They love it and they'll watch clips of it the next day or the next week. So it's just such a different world. What can you say? But I feel connected to the, the it, as long as Laura Michaels is there, it's going to be somewhat the same show. And it's, um, you know, I feel connected to the people who are, you know, been in it recently. I'm friends with John Mulaney and Bill Hader and Karen Killiam and, you know, Kristen Wiig. And you mentioned that name, Lauren Michaels. I mean, is there a more underrated guy in entertainment? I mean, you think about the body of work and the length, the longevity. Is he one of the most brilliant people, even though he's Canadian, that you've ever met? <laughs> um, I, I think that's a very good question. Um, it's that thing of life, you know. Um, you know, no one wants to know how a hot dog gets made. <laughs> no, he's a brilliant guy. He just—he always has this weird take on everything. Something very different. He's very good at getting to the essence of things very fast. And I—I kind of think he has gotten his due. At least that's what I've noticed. That people do appreciate him. Certainly on the fortieth was as much an homage to what Lauren's done staying there and keeping that show running. And it's running remarkably the same. It's almost creepy. It's like going back to high school, you know? It's a little eerie, you know, because it's so, so many years later. But, uh, you know, when I do my stand-up, I get to express a lot of stuff. I'm shooting a special um, in Boston for Netflix. So I'll get my chance to do all my different, you know, people. My, my new Bernie take is, this is what I'm prepared to do. What I'm going to do is find people who have money. I will take their money and give it to people who don't have money. It's time to get out to Jackie the Joke Man Martling for Jackie's Joke of the Week. I got a terrible stutter. Gets a job going door to door selling Bibles. First day, he sells 500 Bibles. Goes back to the office. The boss says, how'd you sell 500 Bibles? It was easy. It was easier. Just go, go, go to the door. And when I knock on the door, they, then they answer. I say, you want to buy, buy? You want to buy? You want to buy a Bible? Or you want me to read it to you? <laughs> For more Jackie Martling, go to jokeland.com. Now, Dana, I, I want to get back to SNL in a minute, but I got to ask you about sure. the Dana Carvey show, because to mm-hmm. me, you talk about great assemblances of talent. Your, your staff on that show, Robert Smigel, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, Stephen mm-hmm. Colbert, who's gone on to do a couple things, and Louis mm-hmm. C.K. How did that thing not make it? Well, it wasn't, it just, it was, um, it was like a slow motion train wreck. I mean, in retrospect, <laughs> the show was great, but it just didn't belong on ABC. Disney had bought ABC after we exactly. made the deal. And, uh, I think that with me, I'm a little unintentionally mysterious to people and even my brand because I have kind of, I don't really have a face or a voice. I kind of, I'm so generic looking that I don't think people really see me coming in terms of having a little (laughs) bit of a more subversive side to my comedy than people might realize. They sort of would conflate me with another time. And I think that ABC was confused by that, but they said, do whatever you want. And we did. Unfortunately, we came out with Clinton breastfeeding the country, yes, which got destroyed. But then, by the fourth fifth show, we started getting good reviews, and uh, but it was too late. It just did not belong. In fact, there has not been a sketch variety show work in prime time right. on major network television in, in 
30 years, you know. The last one that worked, I don't know what it was. I mean, we did have Living Color, of course, Saturday Night Live. But it, it, yeah, but that what, was you know. Fox. I mean, when you mention ABC, that's a whole different ball of wax. And you talk about the Clinton sketch. Is it true that you went backstage after that sketch and told Steve Carell, I'm sorry, Steve Colbert, that you apologize and you'll try to get him a job somewhere else? <laughs> no, not after that sketch. It was only when I knew, because I was talking to the network, Robert okay. and I and Louis C.K., we knew that it was days were numbered, and Carell and Colbert really just wanted to do this show right. for 10 years, you know. And so I said, yeah, I'm really sorry, we, you know. Um, but I just did a show with Carell, and, you know, and they're very generous about it. I always think it was slam dunk to hire them, but at the time they were they were really down. They right. were not getting picked up. And yep. um, they used some sketches from my show to show uh, The Daily Show, and that's how they got in with Jon Stewart, which then really launched them. But they used uh, Nauseating Waiters. This is for real comedy fans who are listening. But um, is it, And, and it, not to get too inside, but wasn't the complimentary German uh, tourist part of that as well, or was that afterwards? No, that was that was part of it. That um, was, you know, okay. Germans who say nice things. That, that was, was nice, it. Yeah. That was it. One of the most brilliant that was part of sketches. Our show. And also, ambiguously gay duo started there. Smigel brought me the rough sketches. I said, well, let's do 20 of them. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yes. You know, so that started there and then ended up uh, on SNL. Well, the German, yeah, so the cool. German tourist who said nice things, I thought that was one of the greatest sketches ever. And that's initially how I got into Steve Carell to begin with. So it's just bizarre how those things work. Well, it actually, it was Germans. Are you saying Germans or tourists? German. German. Yes, German. German, sorry. Germans who say, who say nice things. Yeah, right. It was a pleasure babysitting Kevin. You know, <laughs> yes. it's just like really, really funny. And um, uh, Steve has such a booming voice that no matter how loud I went, he would always have more volume than me. I had to scream. The same thing with John Lovitz has such a, you can really get deep, you know. So that was <laughs> just keeping up with Steve on that one, you know. But yeah, it's a thrill. I mean, my whole life is bizarre to me, and if I had any part in helping those guys, that's that's great. Oh, I, I definitely know. would give you credit for, for Steve Carell, and I'm sorry I didn't mention that earlier, because when I first met Steve Carell, right before 40-Year-Old Virgin, I had mentioned that German sketch, and I'm telling you, Dana, that show was so far ahead of its time, I guarantee you, if you would test that show today, it would it would do incredibly well. Oh, it would be nice. I mean, I I think some of the work that that happened there was the stuff I'm most proud of, you know, and it was fun to be able to do. Like, we did a thing about the Beatles where we just had, you know, we had these little short films we did, and uh, we did dry humor and this and that. I always felt on SNL my job was to destroy, find the lens. We had to have reoccurring characters. There's a lot of pressure, like Coneheads. Yep. So you wanted, we would do Hans and Franz, and you wanted to just grind it, and... uh on that show, it was it was just in some ways it was more creative and fun to do. So, I think a show like that could exist somewhere. Maybe it would be a Netflix. Well, Bob and Dave just did Netflix uh, their show, like a, kind of a small casual mm-hmm. sketch show. I was always a big fan of their show. But I, you're right. It, we, there was no place really to put it at the time. Comedy Central had not emerged yep. as big as it was, and there wasn't all these other. Um, places to put it because yeah you would like that sensibility to exist in a sketch show somewhere you know if you could get the band back together i'm telling you that would be a great thing to do a reunion show because the talent that was part of that show i have never seen that much talent in one place aside from an snl well at the time no one really knew but in retrospect now we know it's steve carell and stephen colbert 
And yourself. Now we know it's Louis C.K. <laughs> was my head writer yep. nervously interviewing with me. It's time for Bob Zaney in this week's Zaney Report. Let's get right to it. Weight Watchers has changed its brand name to just WW. I guess that's one way to slim down. You got your good news and your bad news. Here's your bad news. A New Jersey school bus driver was fired on the first day of school because he got lost. Here's the good news. He wasn't able to find his way to the unemployment office. And finally, in Macomb, Mississippi, a man walked into a waffle house with a live snake around his neck and yelled, let's do it. Luckily, the snake told him she had a headache. And there you have it. I'm on the Twitter, at Bob Zaney, Zaney Bob on the Instagram. Until next time, bay bay. And welcome back to the 5-Minute Talk Show. All, all, of those, all of those great skits, though, that you did, all the impressions. I mean, you're Johnny Carson still. It gives me goosebumps because I was such a Carson fan. Is there one that was your favorite to do? Well, you know, it's funny. I don't know, but bringing up Carson, I would say because of the time it came on the show, I'd finally gotten relaxed doing the show, and I loved doing it with Phil Hartman, the late, great Phil Hartman. <laughs> and the humor was so dry that that was one sketch where I was not – feeling that pressure to kill because I thought this will resonate later. Some things are almost too funny to laugh at in live as much as you will after the fact. <laughs> but they, I'll do this for you. This is what I do. My friends and I once in a while I do this thing where I do Johnny getting pulled over by the highway patrol on the PCH. And he, he admits he was having a cocktail at a certain establishment. So the whole joke is the name of the cocktail and the name of the place. So it's like this to be, Sorry, officer. I I didn't know I was speeding. I uh, had two uh, slippery monkeys at the hook and cook. (laughs) And that just makes you happy, right? If you're 40 or over. (laughs) I had two frozen soldiers at the Windy Summit. I'm sorry about that, officer. You know, so. By the way, my sons are opening for me. Are they really? Yeah. I've been training them for the last year, and they're getting pretty good, so. But if people want to see, like, a family show, yeah, check us out. It's like the Osmonds. It's... It is, in a way. Yes. My son, my, one of my sons is starting to do it. Yeah. Hey, man, I actually did. I, I appeared on the Marie, Os- Marie Osmond show in 1980. That was for, like, a few weeks. Oh, yeah. um, I apologize for that. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. It was, it was really interesting, you know. It was really being around the Osmonds. So she was incredibly nice. Well, I had um, the person. whole I had the whole family in here. I'm talking Merlin and or Merle, whatever their name was, and all yeah. of them. It, it was just I just can't believe those guys have the, again the staying power, which is which is incredible. That's why I love Vegas because you never know who you're going to see. And the boys, the family show. My son is working on a Christopher Waltz impression, which he's actually doing pretty well with it. You, you know, know? That, that might be one of the hardest impressions to do. I've only seen one person who does him. Greetings, hooligans. Am I to discern that you've only seen one individual that you were able to discern was doing a Christoph Waltz impression? And you were the one person who did it. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. If you don't want to come out and you're flabby, loose, I guess I'll just start pitching the show. No. Let me tell you something. You can go on the strip. Yes, but your humor will be stripped from your person. Dana, is don't there... be afraid of the Orleans. Is there That's anyone you... Is there anyone you can't do? I mean, is there a voice that you just couldn't get down? It took me a while to get Obama because his voice is so deep. Um, This is Obama doing a nursery rhyme. Jack and Jill went up the hill. 
So fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown. It's a teachable moment. Impossible. I think you could do what? everyone. Oh no! Now I, this is my latest toy. I don't. Have, I don't have this finished. You can help me finish it. It's just Obama <laughs> learns Arabic. Apparently, he's been studying it. Mr. President, the president of uh, uh, of Saudi Arabia is here. Do you want me to send in the translator? Nope, I got this. Not a problem. Yep, Steph Curry, good player. on Green controls the plane. I don't know why Will Smith wasn't nominated. They messed up. Somebody messed up. I got to go. I'm telling you, Dana, this is the first time I personally have had you on. I need you back again and again. It will be so fabulous. Such a fabulous show. It's such a good show. Let me tell you that. I can tell you that. I promise you that. I know these people. These are good people. These are all these people. And before I let you go, he'd kill me if I didn't say Bobby Slayton sends his regards. Oh, Bobby's, yeah, he's the greatest. Wait, 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 wait. Could I do my quick George Carlin? Please. Because I waited on Carlin at the Holiday Inn when I was in college. I brought him a bowl of oatmeal, and he goes, oatmeal, take away the O, and you have that meal. To me, Carlin was the greatest comedian at making lists. You know, shoes. Everyone has shoes. Big shoes, little shoes. Red shoes, blue shoes. Girl shoes, boy shoes. Big heeled shoes, short shoes. Shoe strings, clogs, thongs. Shut up! Okay. If Dana Carvey had a comedy Mount Rushmore, you already put George Carlin on it. Who else would be on it? Oh, man. Well, Pryor. Because the thing is... You do Pryor... You do, um, I think the, the, core, the, the core four from the 70s during the revolution, there's many more, would be Pryor and Carlin and then Steve Martin and Robin Williams. Those were kind of the four different styles. The crazy, oh, look, improvisation, oh, oh strange men going there, you know. Because some bitches don't. And you had that, and then George, big ties, bow ties, little ties, shut up. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned <laughs> And then, of course, Steve Martin. I, I would be remiss if I didn't because you you spent a lot of time up in that San Francisco area. Robin Williams, though, you know, you mentioned him. Mm-hmm. One of the most brilliant comedic minds ever. Yeah, and I think that I was able to tell him before he died, you know, what I really thought he brought to it. Because Robin also is very humble. Right. You know, he's like all of us. There's we're two sides to Robin. You know, I, the man who could conquer the world, but he was very shy and humble. And I said, look, you know, you took what Jonathan Winters did and you made it, you know, you made it your own and you took it to this brilliance because Robin was like a Shakespearean actor, uh, you know, doing stand up with a sense like anything could happen any second. And he invented that. I mean, go off the stage. I was in awe of him when I first coming up because of the confidence in the voice. Oh, we go over here, go over there. And, you know, he had go-to things, but it was such a collage of madness. And I've never seen anyone do that. And that's really what he brought that was so brilliant. And, of course, I think maybe the best film actor would, to do stand-up, you know, um, probably probably was. I don't know. There's other, others. But, yeah, I'd say Robin Williams as a film actor. And then what he invented, his his conceit, his whole the whole idea of a guy in suspenders and a big pants just showing up, you know. Um, was such a brilliant conceit and really amazing when it when you'd see him at, at the top of his game when it was working. Really, really fun to watch.
Well, he definitely changed the game forever. And I'm telling you, you did the same thing. You made Saturday Night Live a a weekly event for people my age. We just wanted to see what Dana Carvey was going to do next. You made George H.W. Bush perhaps the most famous man in the world. And I, I just I can't get over the stories. I've heard you say them. But the first time that you saw George H.W. Bush after doing the impression, what was that like? <laughs> well, I was a little shy about it, but, you know, he immediately put me at ease. He started doing it like him. And <laughs> I do a thing now in my act where I go, look, the Bushes, they don't they don't go down. They go down swinging. They got to be a little mad, you know, because Trump took out Jeb. Right. Took him out hard. You know, you're a very low-energy individual. Okay? Okay? Okay. You know, and I looked at Jeb and I thought, wow, he does. He seems like the vice principal of a junior high school who's <laughs> transitioning. <laughs> Because, <laughs> yeah, they're not, and of course, W, <laughs> yeah, why don't you pick on me? <laughs> I'm rubber, you're glue, and I can stick to some stones if there's sticks about. <laughs> Dana Carvey, thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at 5MinuteTalkShow.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.